In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Forty years after the death of Christ, we see the Romans come to Jerusalem to destroy the city. They go around and encompass the walls, kill many of the Jews, many are taken into captivity, and also many things are destroyed in the temple. Continue to be destroyed by the Romans, but also holy areas that Christ walked will be destroyed. At Calvary was placed a temple to the goddess Venus. They would even go where the Lord's sepulchre was and put a temple to Jupiter. Satan tried once again to hide our Lord's missions with idolatry. But it wouldn't be for another almost 250 years till Christianity begins to flourish, if you will, officially. We see in the early ages of the church many martyrs who died by faith. And it just kept on growing in numbers. But it's not until 311 when Constantine has this miracle, that vision. Of course, Christianity is allowed in the empire. But it is his mother, Helen. His mother who takes on this voyage to the Holy Land to recover those places of Christ. And around the year 326, she goes with that intention to discover not only the sacred places, but also the sacred things that may still be around as our Lord's. And she goes to find this holy tree. The holy cross is what she is looking for. And she goes to where this temple to Venus was. And they did and beneath it, they find three crosses. We all know the gospel, of course, our Lord was crucified next to two thieves. The good thief, who often tradition tells us is called Dismas, and the thief who did not repent was called Jeremus. These three crosses, which one was our Lord's? And the bishop at the time. Macarius, the bishop of Jerusalem, had an inspiration from on high. There was a woman who was on the point of death, and he brought portions of these three crosses to the woman. The first two, nothing happened. On that third, she was miraculously healed, thus being the sign of heaven that this is the true cross, the cross from which the Savior died. And Helen brought all of these instruments, the cross, the inscription above the cross, the nails, how thorns were brought back to the holy place in Jerusalem. It's called the holy, uh, in Rome, the church is called the Basilica of the Holy Cross in Jerusalem, just out from the great Basilica of the Pope. The Latin Basilica. 
But this feast on the vine of the cross may seem for some unnecessary. We already have the feast of the exaltation. Why have this feast in the time of Easter? But on May 3rd, we celebrate the finding of this cross in the Easter time because we can never separate the cross from the resurrection. This tree of life, which our Lord died on, was necessary for him to rise. And we see the countless blessings, healings, already at the moment of its discovery, which come from this cross. And in Easter time, the church doesn't want the ministers to forget the cross. Not in Vespers and in Lauds, she will have them commemorate the Holy Cross with this beautiful prayer. He that was crucified is risen from the dead and hath redeemed us. Alleluia, alleluia. Say among the heathens, alleluia, the Lord that reigneth from the tree. And the prayer, which goes along with those verses, O God, who did send thy Son to suffer death for us upon the cross, that thou mightest deliver us from the power of the enemy, grant unto us thy servants may be partaker, partakers of his resurrection. We look to the resurrection, but we can never look away from the cross. And we see already Satan trying to hide the cross. No pagan, no demon, no power can hide the cross of Christ. Everyone will confess the power of the cross and the glory of the Savior. All tongues will confess, all knees shall bow. And so let us also look for the cross. Look for our own crosses, infirmities, weaknesses, whatever it may be, let us look to it, accept it, offer it up. Glory in as St. Paul says to the Galatians, but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. Easter does not take away the cross in our lives. We all have to suffer, be it great, be it small, but there are all moments to unite ourselves with the cross of Christ. If we are never crucified, we will never rise. And so when we see the crucifixes in our homes, we place them in our rooms, we make the sign of the cross. Let us remember that this isn't just some mere symbol. This isn't just something that we do all the time when we just rush through the sign of the cross. But this cross is our salvation. And we are saved through the cross, through our own crosses, our own sufferings. God allows us to participate in His sufferings. So this cross of Christ is ever present today. This is the tree of life, who was looked on by others as a horrible torment for pain and death. We know it's the opposite. It's the instrument of life. The instrument for the resurrection. So let us find our own crosses and glory in them. 
We can suffer with the Lord, as the original apostles were happy to take stripes for the Lord. They were worthy to suffer with the risen Lord. And we continue to look to the crosses as our means to attain the resurrection. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.